What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to All the Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back, man. Season two of All the Smoke. We got a real special guest. What's up with your Brody with the virtual handshake? I'm going to tell y'all something that I never told nobody. I want all the smoke. Welcome back to another edition of All the Smoke, our first recorded episode of 2021. We got a good one for you today. We got De'Aaron Fox and his agent, Chris Gaston. Appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for your time. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all having us, man. Yes, sir. We were supposed to do this a while ago. Yeah, no doubt. So, De'Aaron, let's just get right to it. You're rich as fuck now. Congratulations, man. (laughs) (laughs) A five years, $163 million extension, man. Congratulations on that. Um, That happened fast. I mean, you're what, third year? This is your third year or fourth year? Fourth year. It's my fourth. Man, so congratulations, man. How how, How is that alone, although we're in a pandemic, kind of changed? your life i'm sure you got a lot of people hitting you up and, and congratulating and asking for shit like how has your life changed since you signed a you know man enough money to take care of your family for the rest of your life actually nah i mean since i've been in the nba man it's kind of been it's been easy it's really been easy like you know you hear the stories about people always having um people that have get your number hit you up ask for stuff but i never really had that problem mm-hmm. as nice. crazy as it sounds i never really had that problem that's what's up. Like, you know, California taking half of that shit, so. Oof. <laughs> you know. Fact. Fact. Hey, more than half hey, that. Hey, that's what people don't understand. Like, right from the jump, whatever number you see, slice that right down the middle. Yeah. And then there's shit. still in more. Cali- f- hey, in California, you slicing more than half of that. Hey, for real. Yep. Yeah. For real. That's what people don't understand. So, Chris, as someone who's trained him and now you're his agent, I mean, this got to be rewarding for you as well, for you know, for to 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 see you know a good friend of yours, a, a client, a brother sign a max contract only in his fourth year. Man, man, it's a great feeling, but to be honest, it's almost like a sigh of relief, man, because everything that could have happened last year happened, man. I mean, at the beginning of the year, he got hurt. We were stressing over that. Then you know, then Corona hit. So we like, man, is the season gonna get completed? Then the bubble happened. 
Then Vladdy Divac got fired, the dude I've been talking to for the past two years. So I'm like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> so we had we had June circled on our calendar for I don't know how long, and it seemed like the date just kept getting pushed back further and pushed further back and further. And back and back. Yeah, yeah, so man, when it happened, we was like, man, we celebrated, man. We we celebrated. It was, you know, got on my knees and thank God, then we celebrated. Absolutely. Darren, you also just uh, proposed to your now fiance in September. So engaged man, uh, father, new contract. Life is good, it looks like, outside of obviously the pandemic being crazy. But personally, how's everything been? Pandemic, family, how have you been able to manage everything? Shit, obviously. Hey, hey, hey hold on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, Chris. Man, he good. Because I'm going to tell you, he ain't tell, tell you, uh, he ain't tell you, Jay, but I saw him at Turkey Leg Hut. I seen him and wife in the big truck pulling up, going to Turkey Leg Hut over, yeah. Thanksgiving, over Thanksgiving holidays, man. So I just saw him. Yeah. He doing real good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. As bad as, as, bad as 2020 was for a lot of people and, and for the world, 2020 was a lot of blessings for me, so yep. shit, I just I, I just keep counting my blessings. I wasn't hurt in 2020, like you said, I got engaged, I signed a contract, uh, I played well in the bubble, we yep. got to play in the bubble, shit, that's a right. blessing in itself, right. so yep. 2020 was, was great for me and my family. Absolutely. Thanks. Speaking yeah. of the bubble, what was that situation like, um, oh, going out there, having to be away from right. your family, um, obviously safety first and foremost, basketball next. And then also carrying on a social justice message, which I know you're prominent with because you were at a march that my brother Deion Taylor threw in Sacramento. You and your, your fiancé now, and I think you're one of your, your, your youngest. Um, how was it from a player standpoint, hooping, but then also having to do so much other stuff while you're isolated from the world? It's crazy. It, is, it was crazy. Uh, obviously, you know, a lot of guys have been doing stuff in their communities for forever now uh, as far as professional athletes go. But uh, being able to do something like that, that, that really touched close because I'm pretty sure all of us, all of us black men have had some type of run in with, with police before. Mm-hmm. You know, rather, if we tried to avoid it, you didn't do much fucking speeding, any type of traffic ticket, something. So uh, just being able to do that was definitely a blessing. And um I mean, it's stuff that's going to continue to happen. I mean, I helped my community before, um, before, you know, outside of, uh, you know, social justice. But this is stuff that I think, obviously, we like doing it. We'd rather wish we didn't have to do it. But we know that, you know, it's something that kind of comes with it. So uh, for us just to be able to be in a position to do that stuff, man, it's it's a blessing. Um, This is stuff that I kind of like to, not necessarily with that instance, they have fun with it, but... You know, we enjoy kind of being out there and being able to help our community and, and people that look like us. So right. for me, man, yep. it's, it's, it's cool just being able to do that type of stuff. Absolutely. Yep. Um, what was it like to actually play in the bubble? You went out there, you know, you had an er, uh, injury early on. You went out there, you were able to play, you played well. And this is like the new norm now. You know, you kind of have to be isolated. There's no fans. You know, they did what they could do in the bubble. Now you're, you know, back to reality with no fans. What has actual playing been like during this pandemic for you personally? The bubble, man, the bubble is totally different from what we're doing now. You know, you, we playing in a, in a, it's, it kind of felt like a theater, super dark outside of the mm. court. Um, but they did a real good job with the aesthetics in the bubble. Like that's, that's one thing. But yeah, that experience was terrible. I never <laughs> want to play. I never want to have to do anything like that again. But I'm glad I could tell my kids and my grandkids that, you know, I was able to play in a bubble. But 
I'd much rather never have to do that again. But now, I mean, it feel a little bit normal. Hell, we was just in Houston, so, you know, Texas, it's like Corona don't exist. Uh, <laughs> That's wild. Hey, they're so, in Atlanta. They're in Atlanta. You can't tell them motherfuckers nothing like Corona. Hey, you can't what? say nothing. Like you said, like Stack said, Stack said he saw us pull up to Turkey Leg shit. You would have thought it was normal as hell in Houston right now. Yeah, <laughs> right. For real. But not. Hey, but uh, just playing, man. We, so we played in Houston. They got a couple fans. They have, uh, I think they might, like 4,000 fans. So that was the most normal that it, that it felt. Mm-hmm. But um, like Dame said, I mean, you're going to see teams getting blown out, getting their heads beat in by teams that they probably shouldn't. And it's different, man. You got to be able to play. <laughs> Ain't no up. fans. It's no energy. You got to create your own energy. It's basically like AAU. You used to play in that back gym at 8 o'clock in the morning. You got to come ready to play. Nobody can, nobody can help you. Yeah, right. for real, for real. So, Chris, your your journey. Let's talk about your story. Um, <clears throat> obviously, started as a trainer, worked yep. out with Jack a little bit. What was your your journey from training people to actually transitioning into a sports agent? Now, man, it was a crazy journey, man. That's why I really wanted to come on this show, man, because uh, Jack was a whether he know it or not was a was a big part of my journey, man. Uh, like I said, he was one of the first pros NBA players that believed in me, man, and. Um, I still remember the first time I worked out, Jack, man. You know, I'm a mm-hmm. real big studier. I'm, I'm break down film. I'm, you know, so. Yeah. We in the, yeah. We're we in the hood. we in my hood in Herm Clark, Houston, Texas. He came to Brentwood Church. He walked in. He got a toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he got a toothpick yeah. in his mouth. You lucky, you lucky it yeah. wasn't a blunt. Yeah. Toothpick <laughs> in his mouth. Shoes, his shoes unlaced. I'm like, you know, we're going to start right here. We're going to get stretched. One. He like. He like, nah, what, like, what we doing, bro? Like, well, let's get right to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so working with a dude like that, you ain't got time to be stuttering and stop. You got to know what you're doing because, you know, the dude, he's, right. a, he's a pro. And so he, he pushed me, man. And uh, just uh, like I said, Jack, that dude, he just give out his heart, man. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a big part of my journey. At one time, these probably stories he don't even remember. He had a camp at that gym. You still got that gym down there, Stat, that facility? I just... I just sold it, but I know Steven Jackson Academy. Yeah, I just yep. sold it. He had a camp down there. He like, guys, you just come run this camp. Man, about yep. 100 kids running around, man, with two coaches. <laughs> the two coaches. Man, <laughs> man, we pulled up. I had the Chrysler 300, man. I was so broke, man. The window was bust out. I had a trash bag in my I window, remember. man. I and it remember. And it started raining. It started raining. Mm. Jack was like, nah, bro, we got to get your window fixed. I think he mm. called somebody. They pulled up to the gym and got that's how broke I was, but he gave me that opportunity. And ever since That's then, you know, it's, it's, it's been, you know, all I love. A lot of shit. When I was, when I was young, Chrysler 300 was the whip. That was the dope boy car. You know, I got pulled over plenty of times riding that Chrysler. I'm like, bro, I ain't got no money. You know what I'm saying? So what was your hey, but, transition but, but, from uh, working guys out to actually having an opportunity to represent people in this space now? Well... As I grew in the business, I started seeing, like, man, you know, I know a lot about this off the court. And, you know, working out is only training. It's only an hour out the day. You know, we be mm-hmm, with, right. with Jack in San Antonio, we might train 30 minutes. <laughs> the rest of the day, mm-hmm. we're kicking it. It's so, kicking yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm realizing, like, man, you know, hey, I'm seeing a lot of older white men who don't care about these kids, who just kind of looking at these kids as, you know, as a, as a piece of meat or just a business. I'm like, man, I'm actually – with these guys 24-7, you know. And I was like, man, you know what? I want to get on the business side. So I kind of started just as a consultant manager. And as we got deeper in the business, we were just dealing with a dude that was just bad news, man. Happy Walters. We was yeah. like, nah. It was just like, man, it's, 
we can do this thing on our own. Yeah, we was like, we can do this thing on our own, man. And figured so, it out. Hey, hey what, yeah. I, what I recognized about Chris, though, what I recognized about him, what drew me to him was before I met him, I just seen, you know, I always tell you, I always tell you, Matt, I speak three languages, Spanish, English, and body language. Mm-hmm. And I can tell he cared about what he was doing. You know what I mean? And you know what, you yeah. know what's Matt, if anytime we can help somebody pull somebody up, especially right. somebody who you know that's trying to help themselves, oh. it, it, was e- it was easy for me to get with him. Then, and then working out with him, I wasn't even thinking that I'm doing something for him. I'm just trying to get better because I right. see he yeah. really cares. Two people that care about something, good things mm-hmm. come out about it. So, so I had the same love back for him, man. And I'm just happy to see real brothers like, like D.A. and uh, – <clears throat> And him come together, you know what I'm saying, to build what they built. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, uh, especially young youngsters as black men, we go the other way because we think the other way is right. You know what yep. I'm saying? But it's good to see them build something to get to where they at now. You know what I'm saying? I love to see it. Absolutely, yep. man. And, yeah, man, I don't know if you can see the logo, if you recognize the logo. People can't see it, but it's actually a fist. Family first. So it's a okay. fist, you know, for empowerment. You know, it's an F1, but it's a fist as well. So. We all we big up. about empowering, empowering each other, man, and like changing the way this industry looks. You know, absolutely. So and it's up to us that. now. I think more than ever before, it was kind of just you were in a situation that had to be. Now we're able to create our own situations. I think LeBron has been a perfect example, not only of greatness on the court, but the ability to open doors for people he fucks with. You know what I mean? Yep. Put them in position. Mm-hmm. And, and like Jack said, without me really knowing you, Chris, the fact that you're trying to get it on your own and not didn't just have your hand out. I know yep. as a man, I'm always trying to help those kind of people that are really trying to get it, not just saying, yo, can I get this? Can I get that? But mm-hmm. I'm trying to get it on my own. So definitely respect for that. I'm yep. one of them, Matt. I'm one of the niggas you help. Yeah, appreciate that, bro. You are, you know, you might, you, you might, you, uh, we'll keep it. I'll, I'll, I'll save that joke. Anyway, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hey, first time you ever held a joke back. <laughs> hey, uh, De'Aaron, quick turnaround from the bubble to the season now. You guys started right before Christmas, 72 game season. High expectations for you guys now. You guys got a young, talented team, but you can only say young for so long. You guys are expected to make the playoffs now. So what kind of pressure has that put on you as the leader of your team? Uh, for us, man, it's, at least for me, I can only speak for myself. Um, it's not a lot of pressure. I mean, at the end of the day, I know we're talented. We can go out there and play the way we're supposed to play, and we can win basketball games. And I don't think with that comes pressure. So I think we shocked people uh, the first couple first couple of games this year, but uh, we kind of hit that, we hit a rock. Uh, but like I said, man, it's basketball. You got to turn it around. You could you could end up losing five games in a row, or you can lose two and then win five in a row. Right. And yep. it's all about just mentality, man. It's, you know, both of y'all have been on the, on the, on the, uh, on the right side of winning. Mm-hmm. And you, you know how it can be. If, if, every, mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, that shit could be a snowball effect. You can yes, mess around. Uh, Y'all probably seen teams lose 10 games in a row. So yeah. we just can't let that happen. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. You're going in your fourth year. Who are some of the... You guys don't really have a veteran-driven team, but some of the older voices of reason um, in your guys' locker room outside of yourself. Uh, right now, I mean, we got guys like uh, Glenn Robinson, Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys have been there. Um, you know, Harrison has a championship. He's been to a few finals. Uh, Corey Joseph, he's been to a few finals, has a championship too. So uh, they've, they've been through it. They've, mm-hmm. they've done all that. Uh, I make fun of Corey. I think Corey's 29. And I, I'm talking to him like he old. Because <laughs> right. he was he was in uh, San Antonio he was in San Antonio uh, when he won and then when they lost to to Miami uh, so I can I can always ask those guys questions man all the time you know I got obviously yeah. I got their number um, see them every day and they're always open they're always open to it so mm-hmm. I mean they're, they're closer to my age than than I really think but they've been in the league for ten years already right but uh, those Corey, guys man just Corey solid can, though. Yeah, super, man. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy how much guys really want to help you in this league. Mm-hmm. What has travel been like for you? You guys have kind of set up a new schedule where you're playing, you know, the same team, maybe back-to-back, or you'll stay in one area and, and, and do a couple games. What is that? You know, that was the, one of the things for me towards the end of my career that I hated. You know, we were always on the road, and I just didn't like that shit. What has travel been like for you guys now that obviously the pandemic has hit? And that's probably the worst part of how we're doing it right now, you know, seeing the same, seeing the same team uh, in a back-to-back or mm. hell now in fucking Denver, you couldn't eat inside of buildings. Like oh my God. you got on a plane, you That's couldn't crazy. eat inside the plane because of the COVID stuff. And it's uh, y'all couldn't eat on the plane either. No, bro. Like oh, some, cause I mean, you know, some states oh, are 10 times more strict than others. Right. Right. Where, where, whereas I'm thinking, Motherfucker, I just practiced with him, but I can't eat next to him right now. So that's great. But we're not gonna get we're not gonna get into all that. We're not gonna get into that. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's a shit show. You know, the NBA is doing what they can with it, but that's probably that's the most difficult part about the traveling and everything this year. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. Um, question: This is something that you know Jack and I were big on um, during our career. You know, we. We were known for guys that, you know, we wouldn't flaunt it, but we, we use cannabis. Um, the NBA is getting to the point now where they're not testing for it. What are your thoughts on cannabis in sports and, 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 and athletes? You know, we all know, uh, you know, guys in, in all professional realms use it. 
What is the thought around the league now that they're starting to relax a little bit on the regulations? I mean, I don't think they even really care. You know what I mean? Like, so many states, it's legal, man. It's weed. Motherfuckers drink worse than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think, nine, nine times out of ten, people really just don't care. And y'all know how the yeah. program and the league work, man. Yeah. Do they really give a fuck? Like, they really don't give a fuck, like, yeah. at all. It's right. just either don't get caught or, you know what I mean? But uh, a lot of people just use, um, you know, you can use THC and all this other stuff that is actually healthy for you. It helps you. Mm-hmm. It's it won't come up on drugs tests because it's not it's not a drug, and I personally don't really care. You know, mm-hmm. people gonna smoke anyways. At least in this league, you ain't really getting suspended for smoking fucking weed. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's so, new. That's new because like yeah, I said, like, when me <laughs> and Jack were in it, you know, what I mean, that was the one thing we pushed because you know I got in trouble. I, I think did we actually get in trouble together our first time in Jack in Golden State in '07. Yeah, because you had me drinking that, that, uh, that liquid shit and had me thinking it was going to give me the pass, and I failed. <laughs> but that's because you smoked the whole... I mean, the, the liquid can only do so much. You smoked the whole motherfucking pound thinking the drink is going to flush your system. You can't, bl- you, can, you can't blame that part on me. But, you know, this is, you know, this is something... You know, De'Aaron, for, for me, <clears throat> you know, we came... Jack came to the league late 90s. I came in uh, 2002. <clears throat> when, when you first came to the league, it used to be just one preseason test, and it wasn't talked about. It wasn't promoted. They didn't say go smoke weed. They just didn't test for it. Mm-hmm. And then around 05, 06, they started four random tests. And, and to me, it was always fucked up because just like you said, you got guys drinking. You guys got, got guys popping pills and doing other shit that, that, that is obviously detrimental to their health. But then they wanted mm-hmm. to penalize us for smoking a joint or smoking a blunt. And it always tripped me out. You know what I mean? So since we both retired, then our brother Al Harrington, shout out Viola, that's kind of been our mission, you know what I mean? To let people know it's not so much about the getting high effect of it, it's the benefits of it and the education yeah. of it, the understanding of it. That really, mm-hmm. you know, you want your athletes to have the best advantage. And to me, cannabis was always there for me. So I dodged a lot of bullets, quote unquote, throughout my career because I knew that smoking was, I wasn't someone who popped pills and I wasn't a big drinker, so smoking was it for me. Yeah, and then, you know, like CBD is huge, man. CBD is huge, yep. helping, helping you for recovery and things like that. So. I mean, I, it's only positives that's come with it. I, I don't see a single negative in it. And you see the NFL ain't testing for it no more. Uh, mm-hmm. The NBA isn't testing for it at all this year. They never tested for it during the summer. So I don't know why it mattered during the season. So <laughs> right. I, think, I think sooner or later, man, all sports are going to stop testing for weed. I don't, there's, there's never well, really I, a reason to. But well, bro, they, they, I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened. They was cool on everybody smoking. Until players start being unprofessional, getting pulled over with it in the car, getting caught in hotels with it, doing stuff like that. So they had to start testing it because it was making the league look bad. It ain't about what you do, it's how you do it. Yeah. And me and, Matt, me and Matt are testaments to that. We always did it the right way. We never glorified it. We never did it for people to see. It was always a, a recovery mechanism for us so we can play the next night because we always played harder than the next person. So a lot of people didn't understand that, but I'm glad the world and all of us sports leagues see it now. And any of you, just because just cause you're doing it now that it's legal, I mean, like Jack said, there's a ways to do it. So if you're on the road smoking, either smoke on your balcony, go in your bathroom, cave yourself yeah. in, have some candles, make sure you leave a tip for the maids because they're coming in there and cleaning up the <laughs> ass and all that shit up. So all that. There's always been ways of doing it, you know what I mean? And, and, and lucky, you know, knock on wood, Jack and I were never, you know, in trouble for it. I mean, like I said, I got fined a couple of times and it was on the low. It was never a public thing. But like I said, yeah. we just moved a certain way with it. And, and like Jack said, some guys are moving reckless with it. And anytime you're moving reckless with anything, you know, it's Shit, we high now. 
I mean, I mean <laughs> hell, you, you, see the, you see it in the media where, especially in the NFL where guys that get suspended for now, everybody making fun of them for smoking fucking weed. Like, yeah. it's, it's like, come on now. It ain't even, it's really not serious. It's not that serious. Yeah, absolutely. So Shout out to my mama. She off it right now, too. Shout out to my mama. <laughs> she on one? Oh, she back. She on one now. Yeah, on Judy. Yeah, Judy. Yeah, Judy, Jude. She, so, she, she, she in PA? <laughs> yeah, she in PA. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So let's take it back to your roots. You know, came up in New Orleans, uh, went to high school in Texas. 504. What, were, was basketball always the goal? Did you play other sports? Talk us through growing up and, and finding your footing in basketball. So, man, I started with football. Football was my first sport. Um, I can imagine your little fast ass back there. <laughs> hey, I was, Word. Hey, 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 my, I was nice. I was nice Quarter, at football. Quarterback? Uh, QB, receiver, safety, corner, whatever. Whatever, kickoff return, punt, whatever you needed me to do. What Taysom Hill do for the Saints, that's, that's what I did. Hey, yeah. this motherfucker could throw the ball up to itself. Go catch that motherfucker. I, 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 did, I did all that. But, uh, yeah, I started with football. Then um, we got to middle school, and I started thinking, man, and I was already in Houston at the time. So I'm like, man, it's hot as shit outside. Oh, my God. Say, you know, in middle school, second day of school is, is tryouts. So I, I actually have my cleats and everything. Like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'll still play. Like, this one, this would be one of my last years. I go out there, man, they were sorry as fuck. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I swear to you, they were trash. Eighth, seventh grade, eighth grade didn't win a game. So I'm like, yo, I'm not playing. Like, I'm going to just stick to basketball. And then, shit, from there... It, it skyrocketed hell. Baylor, Baylor was in my gym, was in my middle school gym in eighth grade. Damn. So I'm like, Damn. shit, maybe yeah. I, picked the, I picked the right sport. But I'll say yeah, the sir. reason I really quit playing football is because it was hot as hell. It was too it hot. Was hot. <laughs> and in the, in the gym, we control the temperature. And I was, in football, I say, fuck that. Coaches be, football is such a rah, rah, rah sport. Coaches be cussing you out for no reason. They talk just to hear themselves talk. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this because I'm going to end up saying it. something back. And... That was, it was it for me in football. You got to be from te- you got to be from Texas, that that Gulf Coast area, to know the heat he's talking about. Man, he ain't dude. talking about when you go outside. Oh yeah, I can wear shorts today. No, this mm-hmm. is the heat where you taking two, three showers a day because yeah. every time you go outside, you, you damn near caught a heat stroke or caught a heat it's stroke. Over. I'm telling, you, it's that hot, bro. That water coming off, that heat coming off that Gulf is one of a kind, man. Uh, you, you know what you needed back then, Jack, was the manscape package with the ball toner and the ball wipes and everything. <laughs> yeah, keep you fresh. Yeah, yeah but that's, hey, it wasn't going because you you would do it. And then as soon as you step outside again, and you're going to start sweating again. You might, you, you, you might have to use the ball wipes under your arm and shit, too. Hey, like, hey, fuck yeah. it. Hey, you, you're going to need that pretty boy miss more than anything oh, yeah. to cool y'all, cool man. You you need, yeah, man, you're going to need that more than anything. So, so even then, it's just blowing that nasty-ass heat right back on you. So it wasn't, mm. it wasn't. Even <laughs> <laughs> so high, highly decorated in high school uh, as far as basketball accolades, played in every game, won MVPs. Uh, when it comes down to recruiting, who were your final four or five teams that you really gave consideration to uh, going to school for? Uh, so my last, my final was uh, Kentucky, Louisville, Kansas, LSU, uh, Arizona. Mm. So funny thing, I knew where, and I feel like a lot of times kids just waste time, you know, saying we want to take visits, visit these campuses, do all this shit. So I knew where I was going the whole time. So I'm like, shit, I'm about to go, you know, spend the college's money. That shit ain't on me. Go have a good time. Take my parents. Take whoever want to go on these official visits. But I, the whole time I knew I was going to Kentucky. So nice. the whole month of October, my senior year, I went I went, I went on a visit to uh, LSU, Kansas, 
went to USA, the little USA mini camp in October. Then I went to uh, Ken, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And I said, yo, I'm tired as fuck. Like I'm tired of all this traveling. This was weekend after weekend for five straight weekends. And then I had to uh, go to Arizona and I canceled the visit. I already knew where I was going. So I canceled that and ended up committing to uh, Kentucky in November. What was it about Kentucky that had your mind made up from the jump? Was it the one and done pipeline? Was that something you had told yourself you wanted to try to do? That was definitely the main reason. Second reason, that was actually the only place I, uh, that was the place I knew I was gonna play. So uh, Louisville had just gotten in trouble for the stripper shit. Uh, so my mom was like, you ain't going there. Uh, <laughs> shit, Jack would have went there if he knew about some stripper shit. Yeah, yeah I would have so, signed. So. I would have signed that day, Matt. I would have signed that day. <laughs> oh, y'all got trouble for strippers? Tell him, Jack. Damn the program, to town, baby. Damn hooping. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so my my mom was like, "You ain't going there." Uh, I took a visit to LSU because I wanted to go to Baton Rouge for a weekend. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, and then Kansas. You know, Bill Self ain't playing no freshman over juniors and seniors because they had Devontae Graham and uh and um Frank Mason at the time who was about to be a senior so I knew I wasn't gonna play there so Kentucky it was like Kentucky was the only real choice I knew I was gonna play as hard as as crazy as that sounds when you tell kids to go where you know you're gonna play mm-hmm. Kentucky was the place that I knew I was gonna start I knew I was gonna play and that's that's what it was really I, I, I took all them visits just to take them really what was and it I feel like 90 like percent of kids do it Although it was only one year, what was that Kentucky experience like in playing for Coach Cal? Man, it was great, y'all. Like, I love Cal. I still talk to Cal to this day. Um, and, I mean, he really just, man, he lets you rock. He go, that's why he, he, he wants guards like John and myself and, and B. Knight, um, you know, Tyler Eulis, the way that he coaches is, it's, it's like absolute freedom. We go out there, we... He'll put X's and O's, but at the end of the day, everything's going to end up in a pick and roll or isolation. That's, that's what the NBA is, too. Right. So, you know, when he's able to get those guys, I mean, you find success. Kyle couldn't give a damn about, you know, winning college basketball games. You know, if, he, if he's getting guys who he knows he can end up developing into NBA players, you automatically going to win 30 games a year mm-hmm. just from that alone. Got those Kyle So that's, players, I mean, that's right? what I loved. That's what I loved. Yeah. He, you came in, you earned everything he made you work. And shit, at the end of the day, I was a top five pick. Bam and Malik were lottery picks. And that's all you could ask for. We lost in the Elite Eight. Obviously, we was mad as hell, but that wasn't going to make me stay. Actually, so we lost by a buzzer beater. Kyle brings yep. us in about 20 minutes after. He said, all of y'all are gone. He, mm. brought, he brought us all in there. He said, yo, y'all are done. Y'all not coming back. If y'all need us, y'all got our numbers. We'll help y'all with it, whatever. But y'all not playing another college basketball game. That was you, Bam, and who else? Who was the third? Uh, Malik Monk. Malik Monk. Malik Monk, yeah. Yep. I said, Cal, you ain't got to tell me twice, nigga. I wasn't coming back anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, take it back real quick before you guys bounce. So you guys, SEC tournament MVP. You obviously make a run to the Elite Eight. You have a big matchup in the Sweet 16 against my alumni and Lonzo Ball, who was, you know, it was you two at the time as far as point guards go you go out there and drop 39 what was that oh like? my oh my god i remember that game like yesterday <laughs> yeah man man oh so my god that was bad so, nah so for that it's um because well, wait, wait, real quick though because ucla came into kentucky earlier yeah, that year and I beat y'all right yeah. yeah so they they beat us at home we were number one mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We're number we we're number one team in the country at the time. We were averaging the most points in the country at the time, and uh, they came in and beat us. So, and the fucked up, actually, the fucked up thing about this too is, yo, our role to get to the championship was so hard, yo. We played, we played UCLA, who was the number three seed. They were a top ten team at nine forty five on a fucking uh, on a Friday night. And then we come back and play North Carolina at like two o'clock on Sunday, who was the number one team in the country at the time. So our shit was our, and then we had Wichita State in the second round, who they were tough. I think they were like a 13th seed. Shouldn't have been a 13th seed, and we won that game by like two or three. So our road was crazy. And, uh, but yeah, now nah, that game, we just, I mean, I thought about them coming to, you know, to our crib and beating us. That was the uh, so that team and then North Carolina were the two teams we played twice in that year, and um, I mean just goes to show, man, it's hard to beat a team twice. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Man, to beat you, a team I, twice. you, but you, you know, you was thinking, man, I've been, I'm tired of hearing all this ball, this ball, that, man. Listen, this mano y mano. Let me go on show up right now because this is gonna help me get to where I need to be. You weren't thinking that. I mean, of course, that was okay, the only. Okay. But you got to think. So, <laughs> yeah, but for yeah. me though, for me though. That was the only NBA guard that I played that year. Really? So, like, Lonzo played Markel. Uh, Dennis was playing guys like in Duke. Uh, he was in the ACC, so playing Duke and shit. I didn't yeah. really play another NBA guard the whole year. Mm. So that was the only matchup that they could really, I guess, base it off of. I guess if you go with, uh, you can say the Kansas game too, but, I mean, Lonzo's the only starting point guard in the NBA that I played when I was in college. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big game. Everybody was watching that game. Well, fast yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, that, that shit was lit, though. That shit was definitely yeah, crazy. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So fast forward, uh, you and Bam end up signing your extensions, same money, same time. What is it like getting it with one of your brothers? Even though, obviously, you guys play for different teams, but going to school each for a year, coming out, doing your thing, and then, bam, Max Deal's going into your fourth year. That's got to be special. Man, to be real, all of us, uh, Bam, Donovan, Jason. I've known Jason since, uh, since I was in fourth grade. So for all of us to be able to do that, man, it's crazy. Uh, first person to call me right after the news went out, uh, Donovan FaceTimed me. Then um, mm-hmm. Donovan, Jason, and I, we all have a group. Uh, we, we had a group FaceTime. You know, everybody just kind of celebrating. You know, what's, the, what's that chat shit. called? Rich as fuck? What's, the, what, what's that chat called? <laughs> <laughs> chat called hey, 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 young, I, might young, change, I might change the name. I might need to change the name to that. Hey, Young Money. Change whatever the name the, man. We got it. We got it. That's the name of the chat room. We got <laughs> it. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Just just seeing us all kind of come up through middle school, high school together. I love it. And they be able to do that, man. It's, one, it's a blessing for us to all get drafted in the same draft, all lottery picks. Then we all, you know, sign sign this max extension, which ain't easy. You know what I'm saying? No, Not easy it's, at all. It takes it takes a lot to do that shit. We all know the work ain't done yet, but man, it's, it was really a blessing for us, and we off we, we talk start. to each other a lot, very frequently. And man, I, I love them dudes, and I'm happy for them just as much as you know they're happy for me. That's right. So 2017, fifth pick overall by the Sacramento Kings. What was your draft night uh, experience like? And did you think you were going somewhere else? Nah, so crazy thing is, man, I, I kind of knew I was going five. Because uh, the way it went, Philly was trading up to one to get Kel. Uh, Lonzo was going two, no matter what. Right. Um, I knew Boston didn't need a point guard. They had uh, they actually had Kyrie at the time. So they took Jason. Uh, I actually canceled my workout in Phoenix because they had B-Night, uh, Bled, 
uh, Tyler Eulis at the time. They had three point guards. So I'm like, why the fuck would I go to Phoenix? So I canceled that workout. And then uh, Sack was there. I'm like, man, you know what it'd be like to turn around a franchise like that? I'm like, yeah, that'd be crazy. So I was, uh, I was excited to go there. I didn't work out for Orlando, who was after that, or Chicago. Those are the, I worked out for three teams, the Lakers, which I probably shouldn't have worked out for. Uh, that was really a waste of time. Uh, Phoenix, and then, <laughs> and then Sack. And you knew there was there. So I was, uh, you know, up from the Bay Area and then moved to Sack at nine. was always a huge Laker fan. But once I got there and, and understood how passionate those fans are about their team because there ain't shit else out there. Like, as you know now, there ain't yeah. much to do out there. Obviously, in COVID, there's nothing to do, but there's not much to do. But the one thing I will say is that fan base is special. And when you're a young player and leave it all out there on the court, they're going to love you. So what has that been like, obviously, this year being different, but your first couple years in a process of trying to turn a team around? But what was that fan base and how supportive have they been of you? Shit, my first year, we were bad. We were real bad. And, yo, we selling out just about every home game. Every night, though. Every it didn't matter. That's game. how much they loved it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 anywhere you go, you're going to have SAC fans. Yo, I'm from Sacramento, man. I love the Kings, you know, everybody will bring up the, uh, obviously, the, you know, the Chris Webber and the Mike Bibby days mm-hmm. and, you know, wishing to get back to that. And, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to bring back to, to this city. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, you really just hear the passion in these, in these guys, man. It's, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a different type of love for this team. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. I think our, we, our soccer team just went uh, MLS, but it's, it's Kings, man. It's, it's Kings fans all over. They, they're there yeah they die they really die hard mm-hmm. so what's it like being only in your fourth year but being somewhat of a vet now you know you got a young player like uh tyrese uh Hilliburton who's hurt right now but having younger guys turn to you for advice when you're still a young guy hey i'll be feeling oldest i be i'm 23 i'll be feeling old yo i feel like i've been in the league that's crazy you know come on come on come on hey but uh <laughs> What was you doing at 23, Jack? I can't even do it. I can't even do it. This ain't, this I got, this I got ain't some miles, even, man. I've been in this since I'm, 19. I got miles this on ain't, This ain't even the episode to say what I was doing at 23, man. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't even it. <laughs> but nah, I've been, I mean, I've been, I've been in it for a while, and then Tyrese was born in, I think, 2000 or 2001. Crazy. Yeah. Fuck, like that really makes me feel that, that made me feel a little bit old. Uh, I told him today, I'm like, yo, you don't even remember the president before Obama. Like, you was that's how young you were. That's insane. What have your thoughts been on him so far, though? Who could possibly be the steal of the draft, man? Six five, wing, multi dimensional, could shoot the ball. What have your thoughts been on him so far? Hey, he's been great, man. It's you. You would have thought he's he's in his second or third year the way that he'd be out there that he's out there playing. And for them, for these rookies to not get any summer league. A short training camp, just come in. You got your team. You you find out who you was playing with a month before the season start. That's mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. That's a lot of adversity that you really got to go. That you really got to overcome. And mm-hmm. yeah. man, his first game in the league, he played an overtime game in Denver. And you know it's tough to play in Denver. And he yeah. really yeah, you can't up breathe. And, and he really he really showed that he's. I mean that he's built for this. And he really can, it. man. He he just he understands the game so well. He runs pick and roll extremely well. He's he's a good shooter, like you said. He does he does everything extremely well for us. And um, I mean, we're missing him right now. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Um, now follow me with this because I'm not, I'm not trying to be messy, but I just want to get your thoughts. Obviously, with the, recently the Marvin Bagley father situation, and then, and, then, and then your dad says something. But, yo, when I read your response to what had been said, that I really couldn't stop laughing for like three straight. You just said, Jesus Christ, with the exclamation, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Now, we're in a new age, obviously, where, you know, I commend any fathers that have their kids back, and I understand the whole thing. But not I don't think dads, because they're new to the social media game, yeah. understanding the power they have at the palm of their hands. So they're tweeting right. things that they may tell your mom or your family or not even your family, but other, you know, Marcus's, or, uh, Marvin's dad doing what he does. How does that – how do you guys keep that energy um, – out of the locker room and, and keep you, you guys on the same page because the parents think they're just speaking, but they're not realizing that what they're saying is going to go around the world and on every news station and get all kinds of coverage. Yeah, man, I told – I saw it 15 minutes after the tweet went up. Uh, <laughs> Jack, you see I his was, response? He just said, Jesus Christ, that, that yeah, shit I was, had I did, me run. I did, I like, did. What the, he's like, what the fuck is going on? Because, yo, I start right getting – I'm getting tagged and shit. I'm like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> So I see it on Twitter. And I'm on Facetime. I was actually on Facetime with my fiance at the time, and uh, I see that shit. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? I'm like, yo, now I'm about to be pulled in some shit that I didn't want to be involved in. Right. And I like, so I, I text my dad, and then I text the group with my dad, mom, and brother, and I'm like, yo, like y'all can't do this shit because regardless <laughs> of regardless of if anything y'all say, motherfuckers not gonna ask y'all. They gonna it's ask you. me about it. Right. And I'm like, yo, like, y'all got to start thinking about me before y'all put anything on the internet. Exactly. And the thing is, like, I know my pops. You know, Mississippi, hey, Mississippi born and raised. Mm -hmm. The second he probably saw that tweet, 
He like, let me let me tweet this shit. <laughs> I know he did. He ain't think twice about it. Right. But uh, for your right. question, like with the locker room, we we said something about it, but like nobody's really worried about it to be honest. Yeah, yeah. You know, his yeah, parents, so. it ain't nobody. Nobody's thinking about that at all. Like, and people think you know I'm trying to do like um, I'm just trying to you know say it to the media, but like I told my people like yo, no one. Fucking tweets. Nobody give a fuck about that shit. Like, right, fuck. right. Nobody right. thinks about how I that. Shit. Be. We go. We we had a practice. We we had a game. Nobody's thinking about that shit. Obviously, we got an ass whooped yesterday, but we just got an ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? Fucking mm-hmm. Kelly ain't made it. And I fuck. And me and Kelly played together. Uh, we played AU together. But Kelly ain't. Kelly's was fucking one for forty, and he hits four threes against us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like it just it was their night, and they played better than us, but. As far as that tweet, that the, the the Twitter stuff goes, man, nobody nobody was worried about that. None but of that, but they, it, there's no room for none of that in the locker room, though. You yeah, know what not, mean? At it's, all. It's, not at it's, all. There's no room for none of that. And then then again, Matt, you know I'm gonna say this: shit, if, if Marvin didn't throw hands with up with uh with Dame, shit, ain't nobody better not throw hands. Everything better be cool in that locker room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's also you know like a teaching moment, you know, for parents. You know what I mean? Well, he had to pull up on his mom, dad, and brother. Like you have to realize, you know, although you may feel this way, you know what I mean? It's me that you have to think about because your name won't be in the paper. They'll say, you know, obviously De'Aaron's dad, but it's De'Aaron that's in the spotlight, you know. And it's similar to criticism that that you know that that Lavar is taking because he's speaking on behalf of his sons, and his sons are like, yo, what the fuck? You know, people are thinking this is me, but it's not me, and. So it's like you said, it's a new age, and I think this is going to become the new norm. And I'm glad you guys were able to put the fire out because you know you got to be able to block the good and the bad out in that locker room. Only the motherfuckers. I saw Luke Walton talk about it. I played with Luke, and I mean I'm old school, so I know the deal. It's all the outside ass. noise. <laughs> this nigga's <is> crazy. This <laughs> all ass. <laughs> this dude is crazy. Hey, but, but, that, ain't, but that, that ain't even more. That ain't oh, even bad. Yeah. Hey, that ain't even Bagley Ilmo though. Like he a laid back cat, you know what I'm saying? Like that ain't even him. Like I, that's the that's the little homie. Like he ain't even no, you know what I'm saying? Conversational guy like that, you know what I'm saying? So I <coughs> I knew, you know what I'm saying? That it was all gonna it was all gonna go away. But just the fact that people on the outside, like y'all say, they got to pay attention to stuff like that because it right. can't affect a locker room. Not knowing. Yeah, and for us, man, if we if if we would have won that game, shit would have been over. Nobody would have mm-hmm. talked about it no more, most likely. But. Right, we got blown out, and everybody think the chemistry fucked up, and now it's just a whole another thing that you got to listen to. Only yeah. way to hey, only way to write that ship is to win. But what was it like catching uh, Steph's on a motherfucking tear right now? People been talking crazy to him, and your team was one of the teams that had to pay the consequences for it. What was it like playing? <laughs> I mean, you could you could be the fastest dude in the NBA from from end to end, but I played with Steph and playing against Steph. His his they say he runs almost three miles a game off oh, just his man. movement alone. What was it like having to chase his little ass around and and, and him? Drop 30 on you guys. Guarding him is like hell. Cause, yo, <laughs> he said if, like hey, hell. Yo, because they don't even really, I mean, they run a few plays, but if Steph don't have the ball, the person who got the ball looking for Steph, if mm-hmm. Steph don't have the ball and niggas who don't have the ball looking to screen for Steph, mm-hmm. he don't stop at all. Ever. Ever. And if he start walking, you know he about to take off. You know you're in trouble. Well, I saw what? Catching, catching him right after 60. Oof. I was like, yo, don't, don't, don't let that shit happen to us. Uh, but I saw the clothesline this nigga if he if he start doing hey, that shit. Hey, hey, Steph, know how I feel. I was on the Warriors when Brandon Jennings gave him fifty five. 
So he know how I feel too. <laughs> yeah, but hey, hey, that hey, that fifty five was different from what he be doing, man. Oof. Uh, his shit was <laughs> sick. His movement, but you know, hey, you know, Steph always every game he a threat to get fifty though. Every game. Yeah, absolutely. Nah, for real. For and real. now more than ever because the rest of his weapons aren't really. But I seen one play that was funny, and I knew it was coming too because you picked him up maybe right at half court, and he threw the ball to Draymond on the block, and for one second you looked away, and he cut back door and got you on the back door cut, and it just shows like he is always live on everything. And that's the hardest thing is the team that he has right now still doesn't know how to play with them. So you got a right. chance to play with them. You know, when they won a championship in 17 and you had to chase him around with other stars on the court. And like you said, mm -hmm. when you're not one of those main three scores, Clay, Katie, or, or Steph, you're looking to always screen for those guys, no matter what. And if you have the ball, you're looking for them motherfuckers. So to have to guard them is a nightmare. Shit, I, man, playing them uh, two years ago when they had K, when they had KD, hey, that's the worst feeling ever <laughs> that, worst, that was the worst shit ever because we uh so one of the years we lost to them because you know we played them four times so we lost to them four times by a total of 10 yeah you guys played like, well we, going into them games man it was it's like yo these things just won a championship yo like like you're getting obviously you're getting you're playing you're trying to play your best if you play your best against that team they still have to play bad for you to really win that game. <laughs> Real bad, right? right? And, yo, <laughs> the way them dudes were in the clutch, obviously having having Clay, Steph, and KD, man, it was we're, – we're playing great. And it's impossible. It was like – it felt like it was impossible to beat them. It's crazy. Just especially try to go shot for shot with them because they had so many shot makers. As oh, a yeah, young, you can't do that. You, you got to get steals and try to turn them over. As a young player coming into the game, obviously everyone is a competitor now, but who were some of the older point guards you looked up to or possibly modeled your game after when you were first coming into the league? Uh, so when I first got in the league, guys that I really watched was like uh, Russ, Kai, uh, CP. Obviously, you know, they all played a game extremely different from each other, but they all had different ways of really affecting the game. You know, Russ with the way he coming at you. You know what I mean? He, he going to come at you a, a thousand miles per hour for 40 minutes, every second that he out there, he going hard. Um, mm. CP, just the way he really manipulate the game. You know, he's mm. he the king of pick and roll, even at 35 years old. And then Kai, just the way that he can, he can come at you uh, with different ways, with pull-ups, put you, drop you, get to the basket, the way he can finish under the rim. You know, uh, so those are really three guys that I really, I really tried to study when I first got in the league. Well, you came into a, a league that's driven by guards now. Who are some of the guys you look forward to? I mean, obviously, every night is someone new, but who are some of the guys like, okay, got like tonight we got Dame, tonight we got Steph. Who are some of the guys you're like, okay, I got to go tonight? All of them. And this, yeah, <laughs> and this league, and A, right now, every game. <laughs> yes. You got to, you, shit, we play uh, Chicago next, and even a kid like Kobe White can get 30. You know what I mean? No question. After that, we got Toronto with uh, Kyle and Fred. Yeah. It's, it's, every, it's an every night thing trying to play this position. If you ain't ready, you're going to get your head cracked open trying to, trying to play out here. Well, that's how, it was. that's how it was with us with wings. When me and Jack were coming in, it was a wing-driven league. Your twos and threes were your go-to guys. Now it's more point guards. But that's what I'm saying. Every night for us, it was KD, Melo, D-Wade, Kobe, Ginobili. T-Mac. T-Mac, Jack, yeah, Artest. Like, you name it. Every night you had your Paul Pierce. Every night My you goodness. had your handfuls. It was – and that was – as a defensive player, I loved it. So I know that the, with, mm -hmm. the, with it being such a heavy – 
point guard driven league. Every night is just, it's time to go. Yeah, Rover. and then for us, man, like, you know, a lot of times you'll put your end up your best defender. So a lot of times I get like the long, the long athletic wing guy guard me. So yep. it's, uh, it's different because, you know, I'm actually guarding the guards. You know, I'm guarding the Trey's and Dames and Steph's and, and Kyrie's and I'm, I'm staying on those guys. So it's, man, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot to do that and then still, you know, pick up, uh, pick it up on offense while trying to right. stop these guys. It's, right. yeah. It should take a lot. Now, people that go both ends, you know, that, that, that's definitely an unsung thing because some guys don't go both ends. So to be able to guard someone on the other end and then stick, you know, average 20, 25 a night, that shit ain't no easy feat. That's that why you get the big all. bucks, little fella. That's why you get the big bucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> talk to us about Kobe Bryant. You wear his shoes, went to a skill camp. What did Kobe mean to you? Man, Kobe was big. Um, and crazy thing is, we one, one night um, in Portland – I was able to sit with Kobe in a library for three hours. It was me, him, and maybe four other people. And I was able to sit with him for, for about three, four hours, man. From like a, It was probably 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Mm. Just sitting in there talking, man. And that's, that's one of the, that's something that kind of, I mean, it sat with me most, obviously, when he passed away. Because this is something that literally a year and a half before it happened, I was able to have a sit down with Kobe that even I actually didn't even tell my brother about it. And he was a he's a big Kobe fan. But like that's that's something that I'm extremely, extremely grateful for. You know, what I mean, everybody don't get that. You know, some people might get a picture or autograph, one little conversation. Just being able to be there after Kobe was done. Um, it was going into my second year. And man, that was that's something I always think about. You know, what if that didn't happen? You know, then now the. Obviously, the Kobe thing hit me even even harder because I was able to actually have this personal interaction with him. And, right. Uh, I mean, he was big. You know what he what he did for the game, what he did while he was playing. You know, I mean, you know that motherfucker made tough shots, mm. and he got the green light to shoot fifty of them. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's a diff, it's a different animal when somebody hey, got a green light that light. He don't care if he missed forty nine wow. in a row. He's still gonna shoot that all, fifty. Keep shooting, and that's that's the thing matter. about a lot of guys now, like Steph. It's when it, when it, when somebody can shoot that many times and it don't matter, it's hard. It, it can't makes guard it, it ten times harder to guard. Absolutely. But yeah, hey nah, Matt, Kobe was big. Hmm. Hey, I remember. I remember seeing all uh, on Christmas they were showing all those uh, holiday games. Man, nobody wanted problems with Kobe. Man, no. nobody wanted problems with Kobe on the holiday game. Mm-mm. Everybody Mm-mm. was going home. The biggest, the bigger the stage, the better he was. He he yeah. thrived on those. He thrived on those. I think. I mean, it's. But he was also someone that you said you got, you know, three, four-hour conversation. He was someone that it was weird. Like, I, I, him and John Wooden and the handful of time I talked talk to Nipsey, it always seemed like no matter what we were talking about, you were learning something. Did you give that feeling when you had that conversation with Cole, whether you were talking about sports or life or business or family? I always felt like I was just sitting there soaking up game. Yeah, man. He, I mean, he was a teacher. You know what I mean? Like he, he was a student first when he grew, when he was coming up, and then he became the teacher. And he's, like you said, like man, when he he had the camp. You know what I'm saying? That's that's from his own. He just wants to teach guys that are in the NBA right now. And that's rare and to think about, like a superstar that has this personal invite camp that wants to drop game to the next generation. Like that doesn't normally happen. Yeah. So like that's why that's why I was big for for all the young guys that was there. And like I said, that's why Kobe has such an impact on the game today. Mm-hmm. All right, man, quick hitters. We're at the end of the conversation, so we're going to give you a couple quick hitters. First thing to come to mind, let you know. Uh, let us know. So 
Top five artists you wouldn't mind being name dropped by. Top five artists. You gotta go. All right, I'm from New Orleans. Come on now. You know that. So Lil Wayne. You already that, know. That's that's number one. Um, I'll go. I'll go Wayne, Nicki, cause mm -hmm. the Young Money. Uh, the connection. Drake. Who wouldn't want to be name dropped by Drake right now? Uh, right. We talking about right now? Or no, just in general. Just Whoever period. now, whatever. Actually, I, I'll go Jay, Jay Z, and uh, the one more. Probably, probably Jeezy. I love Jeezy. I really fuck with Jeezy. Okay. Of course, classic. That'd, that'd be my Hell five. Yeah, there you go. Wayne, Wayne was easy. Wayne was the easiest one. To, yeah, to Wayne was easy. Yeah, that's easy one. That's easy one for me. Okay, I, I I hear that you big on in the gaming world and live streaming your game. I am too. I play COD a lot. What other games are you playing? You know, that you currently playing besides COD? Um, I'll be on 2K. Uh, be on the park. Gets toxic as fuck. Then, uh, <laughs> um, I played Spider-Man for a little bit. Uh, I was gonna get into Assassin's Creed, just little one little story mode games. Cause the online, like I'm on either 2K or, or COD. That's what I play online. Everything else, really, just little uh, little role playing games or GTA. Jack Jack thinks he's nice to Call of Duty. I gotta see yeah, that. Yeah, we get, yeah we well we get, we ended our first tournament but two weeks ago and we won the our first tournament so we That's on our way. Okay. Yeah, Talk that shit then. We are, we you on like our a way. Gaming, hey, like a little gaming league or what? Yeah, was it actually in the COD tournament? Twenty teams. That's tough. Uh, Warzone. Yeah, Warzone. Yeah. Hey, let me let me ask you another question though. If if you had to if you had to pick uh, five players, five retired players, for your two K team, who would they be? All time. Like, can these niggas play the game or, or what? Nah, who who would be on your team? Oh, who would I pick? Oh, bad, bad, bad. Uh, Retired players, Jordan. Yes. AI. Ooh. Yeah. Magic. Nice. Ooh. Oh my God, they won I'm already. Going, I'm going KG. That's my all-time favorite player. That's what's up. And uh, I go Shaq. Ooh. Oh man, hands Damn. down, good squad. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, I was that's gonna nice. throw some shooters in there, but the way the Fuck game it. was, shit, we're gonna punish people in the paint. We gonna, we gonna get yeah. that money. <laughs> that's how you. That's how. Hey, that's that's still how you win. You in the playoffs, you got to punish people. Straight yes, up. Yes, sir. Straight up. Uh, top five point guards, in your opinion, in the history of the game. Whoo, it's real subjective, but we're gonna go. Magic. You gotta throw Steph in there. I don't care what nobody says. You gotta Absolutely. throw Steph in there now. Yeah, thank so you. So Magic, Steph. See, a lot of people are gonna be left out. Uh, we'll go Isaiah, CP. Mm. Mm. And one more. Isaiah CP and uh, whew, it's a lot of guys. Damn. If I'm gonna just throw one more, I'll go um top five. Tough, huh? Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh so what I, I went Magic Steph, CP, Isaiah. Yeah, one more. And I'll go um I'll really go Chauncey. Chauncey Ooh, I Billups. I like that. Big shot. I think in his in his prom and then the way he the way he defended, like I'm gonna throw a, I'm gonna throw I mean him and Isaiah I'm gonna throw them defenders in there. Even CP. I mean CP's been on multiple mm -hmm. all defensive teams. Yeah. Yep. Both sides of the ball and Chauncey. Big shot. Clutch. Yeah. Shot so I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with those five. 
Yeah. Who the could list. who could possibly beat you baseline to baseline with the dribble? Anybody? With the dribble. I think you still John, uh, AI, uh, Prime TP, D Rose. Mm. Tony Parker, I hey, I, I, I ain't, hold up. If you let Tony Parker put the ball in his right hand, ain't nobody beating him. I'm sorry. Hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, now, if he, hey. he got to go to the left, if he got to go to the left, the, uh, he going to knock everybody else down on the court. But if he, can put it, if, he, if he put it in his right hand, can't nobody – he's the fastest thing on earth. For you yeah, to nah, even I'm say a, that. I definitely say that. I definitely say those four. I think I said four. Mm-hmm. Fast as a motherfucker. Uh <clears throat> if you had to do an outside game, you plus four people, who you taking to the park with you for a pickup game? Ooh. Hey, I'm taking Kai, KD. <laughs> outside game. Shit, if I could take Kobe, I'm taking Kobe. Mm-hmm. These are just people who can hoop anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah right. <laughs> hey, I'm going to say this. I'll take Will Barton, Philly guy. You know, yeah. going to get buckets anywhere. We'll get I'll to take, it. Uh, I'll take someone like uh, someone like AD. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At Just least, have, at least have a little big out there do something. But them first ones, Kai, KD, Will Barton. Um, I mean, them dudes. You know that can hoop at the park. You know buckets. they gonna get you. You know they gonna get you buckets at the park. I love it. Go ahead, Jack. Five five dinner guests, alive or deceased. Five dinner guests. All uh, all athletes, all all basketball players. No, no, no. Anybody, oh, anybody, anybody, anybody you look up to. Who's anybody. coming to your dinner? Who you coming to your dinner table? Shit, I got. I'll go. Kevin Hart. Nice, it's funny. <clears throat> I, I I gotta have laughs. Uh, shit, I'm gonna pick one of y'all. Whichever one of y'all trying to come. Uh, both of us. We both pulling up. <laughs> yeah, we, shit, we, I, we we can just count as one. Yeah, yeah, we kind I, of. I, I'm, I'm gonna pull up both of y'all, so that's one. That's two. That's uh, dope. So y'all, that's Kevin the first Hart. time we've been. That's dope. Appreciate K- KG. Oh. Um. I would go. Somebody like either Malcolm X. Mm. Yes. And nice. Then, uh, I would go like an artist, like um, you know, Pac, Hove. Oh. You know, someone like that. So we got the comedian. Y'all two have yeah. comedians because you niggas is funny. Then you we got, got the KG. Weed too. <laughs> I, I'll just I'll say Hove and then me. So that's, that's fire. Hell that's yeah. fire. That's what's up, Jack. Go ahead and finish this. This is your, this is your question. Let's so go ahead and finish it. Okay. Before you answer this question, your answer. You have to help us with your answer. Did you get what I said? I gotta help y'all with my answer. Yeah. Before I ask you this question, whatever your answer is going to be, you have to help us with your answer. So you'll, okay. It'll make sense now. Ask the question. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just Hershey. Understand that before I ask the question. Yep. All right. This is the question. Who would you like to see on all the smoke? Ah, okay, okay. Um, I'm trying to get y'all a nigga that's really going, that's going really like, you know what I'm saying? Not sugarcoat nothing. Uh, who would I want to see on all the smoke? I'll say uh, either JT, Justin. I mean uh, Jason. Or Bam. We got JT. We had JT. Set. We had JT. He blessed us too. Yeah, help us get Bam then. Yeah, I got, oh, you. Shout I out. got you with hey, Bam. Hey, shout out to JT too. JT sent me a shirt that he wore to the playoffs with a picture of me and my Clippers jersey 
with my with uh, George Floyd name on the back, man, to uh, to show love to George Floyd. So I shout, remember that. Shout out I, I, I for sure remember that. Yeah, he's some. I just got it last week, so appreciate it, bro. Word, shout out. Well, that's yeah, a wrap, man. Thank you, De'Aaron, for your time, man. Good luck the rest of the way. The Chris, future. Chris, we appreciate your time as well. You can catch this on Showtime Basketball YouTube, the iHeart Black Effects Network. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace. This is All a Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeartRadio in partnership with Showtime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.